Bad Bunny is a Puerto Rican living in Puerto Rico who is privately taking advantage of the same tax program that he is publicly condemning. And, and, is that and, true? And I, I know this, and I see things like this, and it hurts. And, I, and, and, and some, there are local Puerto Ricans who know about this. So I see this, I see this music video that has stuck me in the middle of it, that, that uh, surrounded by context that makes me look like a, a vulture in Puerto Rico. And again, while I love Bad Bunny, I, I cannot personally support the, the hypocritical nature of his exploitation. Wow. Did he just accuse Bad Bunny of tax fraud? I think so. So how he got to that is very interesting, and I want to talk about it in detail, and we will. But before we do that, I got a whole day of news that I got to jump into. So you can stick around for both. You can do one, the other. I got a massive show for you today. So hit that like button, and let's just jump into it. I don't fuck with Navy SEALs. Like, that's just a, that's a rule for me. Never had to employ it. Just seems like a bad idea to get on the wrong side of a Navy SEAL. These are people that are just built different. Like, I feel like I can get through the suck of things. I feel like they like it. And part of that, I think, also comes down to how they're trained. Which brings us to the news today of this leaked video of Navy SEAL recruits going through the toughest part of training, Hell Week. In the video, they're singing happy birthday, but there's no cake, there's no candles instead, just tons of tear gas. And actually, the reason that they're singing is because they wanna make sure that people actually breathe in the gas. But also, if you hold your breath, you could pass out, which appears to happen to this one recruit. And the reason this is getting so much attention is apparently this isn't normal, right? Yes, tear gas exposure is a rite of passage for most military recruits, usually when learning how to don a face mask and what happens when you don't. But regulations for SEAL training say that it should be done from a distance to avoid burns and last no longer than 15 seconds. Whereas in the video, it shows them getting sprayed up close for more than a minute. So as far as the specifics, this video was taken in September of last year on California's San Clemente Island. It was recently obtained by investigative reporter Matthew Cole, who showed it to both current and former senior SEAL officers with him calling it horrific, abusive, pointless, and near torture. Also an expert who studies tear gas telling CBS that the exercise is senseless and looks more like a form of hazing. And so now the Navy Admiral in charge of the SEALs has ordered an investigation into whether the gas was used improperly, and if so, whether the instructors were just simply unaware of the correct procedure or intended to abuse and punish the recruits, which could actually be a criminal offense. We also have people noting that this doesn't appear to be an isolated incident. But the Navy's culture, and especially its SEAL training and its infamous Hell Week, have been accused of being excessively harsh and unsafe for a long time. With Hell Week meant to test your mental and physical resilience, as well as your commitment to becoming a SEAL. Coming three weeks into the first phase of training, it's a five-day slog with only four hours of sleep, and that four hours is spread across the week, not each day. When you're not sleeping, you're almost constantly doing physical exercise for at least 20 hours every day, running a total of over 200 miles. Meanwhile, you're cold, hungry, sandy, wet, and just miserable. But once you finally emerge on the other end, assuming you haven't been permanently injured or driven mad, you're probably pretty proud of yourself. And so was 24-year-old Kyle Mullen, who called his mom to celebrate his accomplishment earlier this year, but he tragically died just hours later. He's like, I did it, Mom. I, I, I completed Hell Week, and I was so happy for him. I'm like, oh my gosh, he completed it. And he sounded really bad. He couldn't breathe. And if he was medically monitored, to me, there is no question my son would be alive today. With the Navy then delivering her son's ashes in an urn with the wrong initials on it and sending her a $3,200 bill for his medical expenses. Though the, the Navy later sending a new urn and clarifying that the bill was an error. And as for exactly why Kyle died, the official cause was pneumonia, which his mother blamed on the freezing waters that he was submerged in during training. But also reportedly a car that he shared with other recruits contained performance enhancing drugs, which he told her about. And that is actually not unusual. Lots of aspiring SEALs take banned substances to push themselves towards the finish line, which isn't surprising since around 90% never 
make it. And very notably, Kyle wasn't also the only one in this bunch to suffer afterward. You also saw one recruit intubated and two more hospitalized that same day with other typical injuries, including concussions, broken bones, dangerous infections, and near drownings, all of this leading to at least 11 deaths since 1953. So Kyle's death prompted the Navy to launch an investigation into the training course last month. And all this, of course, is only part of the conversation that I think is necessary when you talk about our armed forces. Mental health, I think, is a very other key thing. But for now, where I'll leave you is with the question of what are your thoughts on this story in general, as well as something more specific. If you or someone you know has been through military training of any kind, what is it like? And especially then, what are your thoughts regarding this specific training? And then Elon Musk is actually buying Twitter, which is, I think, fantastic news for him since his attempt recently at being an international crisis counselor didn't really pan out. But this is, of course, the biggest and latest development in the will-they-won't-they they saga of Twitter and Elon Musk. But the quick TLDR is that they started back in April when he offered to buy it for $44 billion. And not long after that, he attempted to back out of the deal, claiming that Twitter misled him about the number of bot accounts on the site. Twitter then quickly shooting back with a lawsuit against Musk, basically trying to force him to go through with the purchase. There was a lot of legal legal back and forth. The trial was set for October 17th, but now in an SEC filing, Musk is offering again to close the deal on its original terms. And as far as why this sudden change of heart, uh, I will not uh, attempt to say I understand what goes on in Elon Musk's mind, but it is very likely he was trying to avoid that trial. With many reports noting that the judge had frequently sided with Twitter and pre-trial rulings. You may have thought the odds were against him, one law professor explaining. He spent months with various attempts to figure out ways out of this deal. All those windows had started to close and some of them closed completely. And that's without mentioning all those texts that came out in Discovery that weren't the most flattering. So now we're seeing Twitter release a statement confirming that it received the offer, adding that the intention of the company is to close the transaction at $54.20 per share. But technically, as of right now, even though Musk wants it off the table, there's no guarantee that the trial's off. That remains up in the air. With one law professor telling the AP that this whole process has been too turbulent for Twitter to just give up its lawsuit based on what Musk is saying. They need certainty, a closed deal before doing so. Which on that note, a deal could reportedly go through in just a matter of days. And as far as what Musk is saying publicly, he tweeted, buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, the everything app. Which if you don't know is the name of the holding company that he created to buy Twitter. And some people think this tweet was a reference to his desire to turn Twitter into something like a WeChat, which is something that's been embraced in so many countries, but really not in the States. As far as the market, it seems happy. Twitter shares closing 22% up yesterday. Some reports even saying this jump may have aided the S&P 500 in its recent boost. So yeah, now it's just a game of wait and see for it to close or fall apart. And then when was your last period? Actually, when was your first menstrual period? How many weeks normally pass between periods? All those are questions I asked during a PTA meeting, which apparently were inappropriate. Not really. Rather, those are questions that Florida schools are asking to their female athletes on their annual physical evaluation. And it has sparked some outrage with some accusing Florida of trampling women's rights, calling it downright dystopian. Pam Keith, the lawyer who ran for U.S. House of Representatives back in 2020, calling Florida a police state for women. So what's going on here? Well, uh, looking into this, Florida has actually had these questions on their physical evaluation form for about 20 years. But the reason it's resurfacing now is that some districts have shifted from paper copies to a digital format this fall. And the digital copies are kept by a third-party software company, Activate, with that specifically causing concerns across the board, with abortion rights advocates worrying that information about women's menstrual history could be used to prosecute them if they get an abortion. And others, they just want it to stay offline completely, citing a parent's right over their child's data. Now, with this, I think it's important to note that these questions are labeled as optional on the form itself, but some athletes worry that they'll feel obligated to answer in order to ensure their eligibility to participate. Also, another key note here is that in Florida, all medical data from these physicals is passed on to the school district, but in other states, just the physician's signature is required to clear the athlete to play. Which is why one pediatrician from Gainesville, Dr. Michael Haller, spoke out against these questions and said, I don't see why school districts need that access to that type of information. It sure as hell will give me pause to fill it out with my kid. But what do you guys think? Do you think there's a privacy concern here, a potential reproductive issue? Do you think it's all overblown? Do you think these questions should be removed? Should Florida school districts even have access to the medical data? And then... <laughs> 
Those are workers at the first Amazon warehouse ever to unionize, which they achieved back in April. And the reason you heard them chanting, send us home, is because on Monday, a cardboard compactor near the loading dock caught fire, reportedly pouring smoke and fumes into the workplace. Now those on the job during the day when it happened were sent home with pay, but about a half hour later when the night shift workers arrived, not having been told what happened, they said that supervisors told them to simply work through it. Now according to Amazon, the fire department certified that the building was safe, but many workers disagreed, saying that the smoke still lingered. It start, um, you know, make me feel like congested. Uh, my head was hurting. It, it, it was, you know, it was, it was definitely a lot. They didn't show us proof that it was safe to work there. They just told us just work right through it. With the union saying that some workers complained of irritated throats and burning eyes, as well as one employee going to the ER after their shift. Plus, even though the fire department reportedly responded to a fire outside the warehouse, it's not clear whether they actually inspected damage inside. So that night, we saw many employees refusing to work, with dozens of them crowding in the break room and around 100 staging a spontaneous march through the warehouse, demanding to be sent home with pay. But instead, Amazon has now suspended a group of those who participated, though reports on the exact number has changed. At first, it was at least a couple dozen, then it was 50. Now the union says management is circulating that as many as 80 were suspended. And this is all happening while the company still has not formally recognized the union and contract negotiations have been stalled for months as it appeals the union election from several months ago. And then South Korea nearly blew a hole in one of their own cities. This reportedly after North Korea also flew another missile over Northern Japan yesterday morning. Now, fortunately, that missile landed nearly 3,200 kilometers to the east in the ocean. But also, I think it's safe to say uh, everyone would feel better if, you know, no missiles were flown over their homes, especially because at the time they didn't really know the details and were just getting warnings to take cover. Understandably, Japan's pissed with Japan's defense minister telling reporters, North Korea's recent series of actions, including its persistent and escalating launches, threaten the peace and security of the region and the globe. And if you're having a feeling of deja vu, that's because an almost identical situation happened back in 2017. At that time, North Korean missile tests were the news meta getting coverage nearly every time they launched, but also now, you know, the world's just crazier. Because after a lull of a few years, North Korea has actually heavily amped up missile testing with little news coverage. You probably don't know this, since September 25th, it has launched at least eight missiles. And just like the last time a North Korean missile flew over Japan, it is believed that the model is North Korea's largest nuclear-capable missile, with the country having slowly tested the missile's capabilities, and its 4,600-kilometer flight yesterday morning was the longest a North Korean missile has ever gone. And as far as why suddenly start up tests again, I mean, it could be in response to joint military exercises between Japan, South Korea, and the U.S., or it could just be that North Korea wants to be back on the world stage in an effort to get some kind of concession, or the country is believed to have been hit especially hard by horrible weather alongside COVID-19. But regardless of the reason, the U.S. and South Korea condemned yesterday's test and continued their own exercises including a reprisal live fire drill. But as I mentioned, things went terribly wrong, and according to a Joint Chiefs of Staff official, the missile malfunctioned and fell soon after it launched, crashing into an Air Force base of a nearby city. With the explosion and fire causing citizens to panic and assume it was an attack, only made worse by the delayed response of government officials. Though hours later, the South Korean military did acknowledge the malfunction and responded to the alarm raised online in videos of the fire outside the city. And luckily, at least physically, there were no injuries reported, which is, I guess, the most positive thing about this story. It served as a, a very shitty alarm clock. And then, you know, whenever I take the dogs to the beach, I can't tell you how happy I am when I grab the right shoes because it's so sandy and wet from chasing the kids and the dogs in and out of the rising tide. And thanks to today's fantastic sponsor, Vessi, my feet stay dry. That's why they're my go-to is for the gym, running errands, vacationing, going to the beach. Because Vessis are built for everyday life and perfect for all seasons because they actually keep your feet warm and dry through the rain and sandproof. Did I mention that? That's rhetorical. My memory's not that bad, but it is bad. But anyway, I'm talking 100% waterproof and snowproof sneakers that are incredibly comfortable, breathable, and Vessis are great for the whole family. They fit like a sock so you barely notice you're wearing them and their grip is designed for all weather, whether you're going hiking in the city or caught in a storm. These are stylish and highly functional sneakers, so make Vessi's your go-to by the door shoe and go to Vessi.com slash DeFranco to get $25 off each pair of adult Vessi shoes. Trust me, you need a pair of Vessi's. And then, today I wanted to revisit the situation in Puerto Rico and talk about 
about Act 22. Last week, we talked about it as well as Bad Bunny's music video raising awareness about it. It's the former name of a tax program that encourages high-earning individual investors to move to Puerto Rico, where, in return for moving to the island, these individuals get to dodge most federal taxes, especially things like capital gains and short-term gains, which directly affect the way most rich people make their money. Also, so there's no confusion, I say former name because Act 22 and other related acts all had their names changed in 2020, but I'll also continue calling them by their old names because everyone else does. And its proponents and the government claim that it'll bring people with capital to the island to stimulate the economy and take advantage of other tax programs like Act 20 that encourage them to build businesses on the island that export goods and services for a token tax rate. However, both of these are extremely controversial with locals. First, they only apply to people coming to the island and not people already living there. So right off the bat, it excludes nearly every Puerto Rican. And this influx of wealthy individuals has unsurprisingly been linked to home prices in many of the island's biggest cities skyrocketing pricing out locals. Not only because this group is buying properties for themselves, but often because they're buying tourist rentals and taking them off the market. Also, just to get my biases out of the way, I am personally against Act 22 and its related incentives. That's also not just words, that's backed up by my dollars, right? I, I run several successful businesses and in one, I have a partner who wanted to move the company to Puerto Rico and I immediately said no. It is legal, yes, but it feels wrong to me. And hey, so many of you know me, I try to always say, I am completely open to being proven wrong if, you know, in five or 10 years, the numbers come back and it turns out these acts are a great idea in the long term. But they have been around for a while and the results have been mixed at best. You know, many of the over 3,000 people who have moved there are despised by most of the locals with the face of that in our space being Logan Paul. As we talked about on the show last week, he received a ton of critical coverage with Hurricane Fiona. It hit and afterwards you had people saying, what the fuck are you doing? Hurricane Fiona hit, you took advantage of the place and now you do nothing. And I also hadn't seen anything to the contrary, but hours after last week's video went up, I had a few people start sending me photos of Logan Paul going door to door after Fiona giving people supplies. And I wondered like, how did we not see this? But then I realized it wasn't posted to his account. It was posted by someone that was around him with a tiny fraction of his followers. And so I was immediately intrigued. What exactly is he doing there? Why is there more we don't know about what he's doing? So in the interest of fair reporting, I reached out to Logan. I wanted to see if he would talk with me with the general idea being, hey, this is a platform where we had critical coverage of you. I want to let you have your side and open the floor to you. And then we'll have a conversation. But then the people, they get to be the judge and jury. And so that's exactly what we did. And so the only thing that I ask is before you share your opinion on this, watch the whole thing. Because of course, I'd love to know your thoughts on the whole situation, but Logan even asks you guys specific questions. I want to start by saying, I appreciate you giving me this platform. Um, I did see your video. Uh, I did see the thumbnail. Whoever edited that is a savage. They, uh, they, they did graffiti on my face while I was- They have, a, they have, they have local family. So they, they, they said they were more than happy to. <laughs> I feel like that's true. Is that true? It's very true. That's so funny. Okay. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Um, okay. So I did see your video and um, I actually drafted up, as I told you, a message that I was going to send you on Twitter because right. if Philip, I've been a fan of you, dude, since I was in high school, like, like forever. And I've known you um, to be particularly partial um, in most cases. I, I like, I like your uh, journalism online. And in this specific scenario, I don't feel like I was uh, represented in a way that portrays like what, what I'm doing on this island. What, what is going mm -hmm. on here? Because as I told you, I don't find it necessary to parade my positive pursuits on the island, right? When I, when I went to go um, help out after Maria, and by the way, I'm only saying this because I was invited on the show to say this. You, you, yeah. you wouldn't hear about it from me, but I do see this narrative uh, developing in Puerto Rico that does have an anti-foreigner sentiment. And I actually understand it and, and, and we can get into it and I'm more, and I'm more than happy to, but, um, 
I, I, I love this island. It, it is incredibly beautiful. I call it my home now. I, this is a, a, a house I just bought. I, I, I fully live here, and uh, I want to help out where I can. So, yeah, after Maria, uh, we went, got boots on the ground, delivered aid to an area that was affected um, by the hurricane. And, um, you know, among various other things that we're doing on this island and, and, and donations included, we're, 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 we're doing what we can to help. And, and, and I want to do more as well. And truthfully, I should be doing more. Um, but I, I've, I've been here a year and a half and you'll, you'll hear me say this again and again, because, uh, and, and by the way, when I, when I say we, if, which I'm sure you hear me say, I'm uh, referring to my brother and I, cause we, we moved here sure. together and people, people often conflate us. And so our efforts are often joint efforts. Um, and I, you know, I, I could sit here filling and get into the things that we've been doing on this Island, but I, I, I need to make it clear that I'm, I, that's not entirely what I'm here to do. And that's not why we do the things that we do on this island. So, I, well, I guess that's the thing though, is um, if we don't talk about any sort of specifics, people are gonna kind of say that it's, I mean, I saw you come in, you're like today, you're just being you, you don't, it doesn't feel like you have anyone like around you telling you like this, this is a, a whatever like chat between us. Um, but I, no, people, I feel like no people are, the, no, no, I know, no, I, <laughs> thank you for proving it. No, but I feel like people are gonna ask for specifics um, in relation, because I'm, I'm more than, there has, I'm, there has, I'm more there than has been this influx. Okay, go for it. Yeah, no, I'm more than happy to tell you. So, uh, just just to name a few, uh, uh, I I recently donated 25k to Taie Salud. It's a grassroots feminist organization that is doing great things in Puerto Rico, and and uh, specifically they they were also helping with Maria. Um, Jake and I refurbished multiple boxing gyms in Puerto Rico, 50k each, one in La Perla, one currently being refurbished in uh, Dorado, Puerto Rico. Uh, again, boots on the ground, Jake's team and my team helping out separately, giving out aid, giving out relief. And because, uh, you know, this is our home. This is this is our island. And uh, a lot of the Act 20s do get a bad rep. And I, again, totally get it because in any industry where there's money to be made, there are going to be vultures. There are going to be bad actors. However, I, I think that it's easy to point at me and it's easy to point at Jake and label us as the figureheads. We've been here a year and a half. We've renovated two boxing gyms. We've donated hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, uh, Jake put on Amanda Serrano, a, a local Puerto Rican boxer who was making $10,000 a fight and is now making millions under his promotional company. And she just bought a big house in Puerto Rico. Uh, and, and, and again, we, we moved here typically for training. So a lot of the things you'll hear me talk about are, are boxing training and, and boxing centric because sure. it is a little bit more organic to us. But I, I am on this show because... I have been seeing this narrative develop and I want to make it clear that I am an ally or would like to be considered an ally. And, and I'm okay if that doesn't happen immediately, like with anything in my career, mm -hmm. I'm not often given the, the olive branch right away. I have to earn it and I'm more than happy to do so and, 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 and put in the work and, and have my actions prove the words that are coming out of my mouth. But it, you know, when I do the things, I'm not posting them on social media. Mm -hmm. You're finding the picture. And, and I, I got lucky that in the last episode, I had people reach out to you and show you what I was doing. Because truthfully, again, I, I saw it and it, and, it, and it hurts, dude, because like I said, I, I, I love this island. Um, and and I, I am well aware of the opportunity that has been granted to me for living here. And I want to create a symbiotic relationship between me, the people, the land and um, the prospects that are here in Puerto Rico for a very long time.
and and I'll continue to do so no matter no matter how many people you know say what they want about about you know vulture like uh, uh, the sure. nature parasitic nature of me being here because you know I'm 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 unaffected and I believe if I continue to do good it will show. And so I guess the question is going to be like, what are you saving versus what are you giving? It's all legal, yeah. right? Right. So like what you're doing yeah, isn't yeah, like it's, it's something that, that was put into place to bring in people like yourself but like people gotta say okay well what what have you saved in taxes versus what are you doing locally because when you build a you know over 10 million dollar house and more and more people are flocking uh while while this is you know the situation and it is the case it's potentially pricing out locals uh so i guess yeah what would you say to what you're saving versus what you're giving like that critique. Sure. So, so, so help, help me understand. I completely get that critique and help me understand what the level is of what, like how uh, let's talk about quantity. What is the level of help that I need to give where it is sufficient to match the opportunity, the tax opportunity I've been given here. I don't know What's the answer. Opinion? That feels like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I honestly, I can't say that's not, that's not up to me to decide. I did not, I did not um, create the anti foreigner, uh, sentiment in, on the island, but I'm, but I'm here to, to remedy in, in any way that I can. Like, how can I help? Right. And, and I feel like instead of the finger being pointed at us, um, ask at like, what would, uh, uh, locals like to see more of how, how can I aid? And, and again, I, I completely understand it. Um, but act 20, act 2022 is there's, there's 3000 plus act 20s on the island. If you assume that each of them makes a million dollars, um, and, and many of them make much more, that's that's three billion dollars. Four percent tax on that is one hundred twenty million dollars. I don't know where that money goes. I, I don't have a say where that money goes. That that is the Puerto Rican government. I want better roads too. I want power when when a hurricane hits. I, I want better healthcare. Healthcare and um, like in any industry that that I enter or or involve myself into. I want to be weaponized for good. I, I am an an ally, and I'll, and I'll continue repeating that. Um, because I have no problem saying that, and 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 I and I feel strongly. That's why I'm on the show today because I, I do need to kind of stick in the in the spokes of this anti foreigners, and not even anti foreigner. I, I I I get that anti Logan Paul, anti Jake Paul. Like it does hurt. I really would love to try and get back to. I mean, like if you were, if you if the, if the shoe was on the other foot, right? You have a you're living there. All of a sudden, these people come in. They're taking advantage. What would you say? You think that the the fair share would be of the give and take uh phil this is a really hard question to answer because sure. with the give what's the metric that you'd want to use here is it hours of my time boots on the ground helping in situations like maria is it the money that i'm making um is it my ideation in and ways to m make sure that the government is doing the right things do you want me to lobby like again it's it's a bit harder right. of a question to I answer think, i think just... most people i think most people would just kind of make it dollars right logan paul going door to door isn't going to do much you could be doing i mean you know you know how you know valuable your time is um versus like dollars for community uh i feel like that's probably at least based off of the few conversations that i've had i would personally love to see like it's great having you on here but i mean i would really love to see like you talk to someone like that that's raised a lot of awareness on this like uh, bianca Grallo. I might be mispronouncing her name. Uh, I just I remember seeing her from TikTok and then in the Bad Bunny vi music video uh, and documentary. But I feel like I don't know. I feel like I would love if this conversation like I forget if I even said it to you in my head. I was like, I don't want this to be some sort of weird question where I'm like just holding you to the fire. And I, I want this to be something that can 
be a stepping stone uh, to something that is beneficial for locals, whether it be just initially the small thing of any time we talk about Puerto Rico, you know, talking about the charities and how to help people on the ground. But the situation is what it is there. Y'all are there. They are there. What do you I mean? What's I don't know. I, I'd love for you to have the conversation. And then what, what would you love to see happen from here? I would love to get external opinions. I would love for people to watch this video and comment because I'll read all of them and comment what they think is the balance, right? Is it, is it the entire money that I'm saving in taxes? You want me to put back into the economy? Is it half? Is it a fraction? I don't know what it is. And, and again, like I, I know, I understand you're prompting me for, you know, a, an identifiable metric and answer that I, I just don't have it for you, Phil. I don't, I don't know what it is. Is there, is there a final thing that you'd like to say while, uh, while we're, while we're talking, whether it be to me or to my you audience can- or anything? Um, I mean, the, I, I have a, I have a CTA for, uh, to help a local, local food kitchen. Um, uh, Jake, Jake's camp, uh, was aiding a, a food kitchen that got destroyed and they're feeding 400 families. Um, and Millie, the, the woman who is the head of the organization wants to, uh, buy a food truck because, uh, she'll be mobile in case another disaster hits and, and there's a GoFundMe. I can send you the link if, if you'd want to. Um, but I mean, you know, I, uh, you, you mentioned Bad Bunny, um, which I'm, I'm not sure if that 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 was um, on your list of things to ask about because I, I saw that video too. Well, and that also talks and, about like the government and, and and also grander issues as well. It it wasn't you know just one thing. Yeah, I know, I know. It just uh, it's tough, man. Because I I, lo- I love Bad Bunny, you know, and 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 I think he is an amazing entertainer. I think he's a generational talent. Um, but I do find it hypocritical because he, he, Bad Bunny is a Puerto Rican living in Puerto Rico who is privately taking advantage of the same tax program that he is publicly condemning. And, and, is that and, true? And I, I know this. His, his, his act is called uh, Two Cientos Caritos, and so does his manager. Uh, and I see things like this, and... It hurts. And, I, and, and, and some, there are local Puerto Ricans who know about this. So I see this, I see this music video that has stuck me in the middle of it, that, that uh, surrounded by context that makes me look like a, a vulture in Puerto Rico. And again, while I love Bad Bunny, I, I cannot personally support the, the hypocritical nature of his exploitation. Wow. And, and like I said, there are, there are more people who, who, who know about this. And I, and I heard, uh, rumblings that there's a journalist here on the island that's doing a profile, but um, I, I just, again, Phil, I'm on this show because I feel like the anti-Logan narrative that is developing on this island is is getting a, a, a little too much fire for me to to completely ignore. I, I, there was going to be a point where I had to address it, and I liked to do it on your show because a i like you i believe you're partial i appreciate the platform you've been giving uh you've been given to me and i know that your audience i feel like i need to tell you that you mean i think you mean impartial because otherwise you're you're stabbing me sorry sorry and i'm just taking it (laughs) oh sorry phil uh define impartial sorry you're good i'm sorry that's that's the word i just wanted to say this whole time damn i'm no i no i'm ashamed i i like words and i keep saying that i had the complete opposite definition of what i thought it meant you're right sorry (laughs) uh no you're 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 impartial and i and i and i appreciate this platform um and and yeah i 
you know, I, I, I said what I said, um, and I'll, I'll continue to do uh, good things on the island. I really will look toward the comments, and, and, and hopefully people can, can chime in here. And, and like, what, what, what do you want? You know, like, I don't have the answers, bro. I'm 27 mm-hmm. years old. I've been, here, I've been here a year and a half. This program has been going on for nine years. I just got here. How can I help? Help me help yeah, you. And I, and I think, and I think, <laughs> I think, I think the better answers to that are going to be answers from locals, people that have family there, um, people that are going to, to come at you probably harder, like a, a Bianca Grallo, uh, who this is her main beat. Um, especially cause it's like at the end of the day, this conversation is like a mainland white guy talking to another guy that's like there that's at the center of the story um and so but 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 but, that's already going to be a little bit of a hurdle while you're totally right i don't think that discredits my yearning to help out sure you know like no and i'm just saying i'm just saying as far as the reception i think it helps in the reception right the only thing that that matters in life is the way people receive things the perception of it um and right now you have a an island full of people and obviously you know everyone's it's, not a that's, monolith that's, but people see, have no, opinions see, that's i totally agree but it's 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 not everyone on this island man i like in person the the amount of com- yo love what you guys are doing for, for puerto rico they're, they're paying attention to the moves jake and i are making i'm i'm i'm, I'm proud to live here I, I again i'm obsessed with this place and, and i don't have the answers as as far as like you know what what i can do to help what what the balance is is uh um in terms of equalizing the opportunity I've been given and how much I'm giving back. And so I would turn towards people who know much more uh, about this island than I do for the answers. Well, hopefully uh, this can lead to a, a better tomorrow. Logan, thank you for the time, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, Phil. Thank you, bro. So yeah, I really do want to thank Logan for coming on. I know that it's not an easy thing to do to kind of open yourself up to criticism, especially with someone else's audience. But also, I think this is very important to note. There are a few things that were said in this interview that my team and I want to spend more time looking into, especially that, that bad money accusation. We're looking at the, the Act 22's language. It doesn't look like he'd qualify. However, Puerto Rico does have a ton of tax incentives, and it is possible that he might qualify for a different one. But at least for Acts 20 and 22, the names of the people who use it by law are public information. However, due to the various lawsuits about releasing that information, the public database hasn't been automatically updated for a while like it's supposed to be. Now, even when we tried to use the official website in Spanish, that didn't work. The English language version doesn't even include Logan Paul, despite the fact that we know that he's there under this program, and it definitely didn't look like it included Bad Bunny. But all of those were quick searches, and we're going to need a lot of time to really get to the bottom of this. Either way, for today, I'd love to know your thoughts in those comments down below on really any aspect of this story. Not to mention that regardless of what tax incentives Bad Bunny may qualify for, locals might feel differently since he's from Puerto Rico, and so much of the frustration is aimed at the perception of the economic damage and housing damages caused by outsiders coming in. Either way, my team has reached out to Bad Bunny's team for comment, and if we get a response, I'll let you know. With all of that, I'd love to know your thoughts in those comments down below on really any aspect of this story. It could be around Logan's accusations against Bad Bunny or any other aspect of the conversation, as well as his question to you in that interview, or because the situation is what it is there and that doesn't change until people vote in different politicians. What do you think for Logan and people like him is the appropriate give and take? But that's where I'll leave it for today, and that is the end of today's show. And hey, if you're new here, make sure you subscribe to the channel. I do these daily dives into the news. But with that said, of course, as always, my name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces and I'll see you tomorrow.